five four three two one good morning good morning guys uh it is sunday night for us monday morning for you guys yeah. as you guys know we always pre-record these at night that way we can set them to release at three o'clock in the morning for those on the east coast can get this in the morning as a morning devotional by now we hope that you're having your coffee you're getting ready to start your day and uh here we are yeah yeah here we are you know we had a great service today um hopefully most of you got to watch it if not it gets posted on the channel and um i think it was a really good uh service yeah i yeah. really like the way you you broke down that passage it was really really good and you know what in order to know you got to go back and watch it yeah so it's, it's cool because sometimes it's good to um preach through an obscure passage that maybe many haven't heard but sometimes it's good to preach through a passage that everybody knows mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of times um because everyone knows it or we've seen it so many times it just kind of becomes uh I don't know, something like you're, you just, you don't even, you just ignore it. You don't even think about it, you know, because that passage has been used so many times. And you call that, that type of, it's um, expository? Expository preaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's different styles, sermons and stuff. Expository is kind of line by line, verse by verse. And um, so we did Psalm 23, you know, which is, uh, you know, six verses. You know, that, that passage is six mm -hmm. verses, and um, I don't know, I, I, I think I got a lot of feedback from people saying that they never heard it like that, and, and that's what we want to hear, yeah. you know, that's what we want to hear is to kind of expand on a lot of the things in Scripture and, and give a deeper understanding, you know, to it. Amen. Yeah, so, uh, but other than that, guys, you know... Um, I don't have a specific verse uh, in mind, uh, but what, I just wanted to basically say hello to you guys. Um, you know, I don't have my Bible with me. Uh, as you guys know, that Sundays can be really hectic, guys. Uh, but here's the thing, is that we do these things Monday through Friday, you know, and and it's kind of weird when if we don't do it, even if we do get home late, because a lot of times, you know... I've often said a lot of times before is that God is a creator of all things. So a lot of times, you know, um, there's lessons in everything because everything is God's creation. Amen. You know, whether you're driving down the street, whether you're looking at the sky, whether you're driving to Lake Tahoe or looking at the ocean or watching a hummingbird in a flower, you know, all of it is God's creation. And if you, it's like if you really tune in, um, there's a lesson in it. There's something you can glean from it because the things of God are everywhere. Amen. You know, everywhere you go, you know, and I think that that's very important to to be open to that because there's this thing, guys, guys called, um, uh, let me think of the name real quick, sacred, sacred slash secular. I don't think I ever talked to you about that. Mm -hmm. sacred slash secular is actually something new it wasn't like that back in the day and let me explain what what i mean by that is um we have this split where everything's got to be either 
religious or non-religious. For instance, oh, Sunday, that's sacred. That's Sunday. But Monday through Friday, that's secular because you go to your regular job, your regular school, your regular old stuff. So you have this kind of split of what is secular and what is sacred. And um, because that is actually a new way of thought, but to many of us, we just grew up in that mindset. Uh, and, and, and so that seems normal. Uh, but in actuality, that hasn't, it's never been like that since the beginning of time. That's just a recent development. Like even our, our constitution, how there's a separation of church and state. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So even though to us, it's a, it's been, that mindset has been around a few hundred years, but in the span of history, um, it's literally just a speed bump, you know? And like, um, a good example of that is, um, I remember reading this book. Not, it's a non-Christian book, but it's basically called Reign of Gold. Amazing, amazing book. One of my favorite authors, actually, uh, Victor Villasenor. Yeah, I remember you had me, you had me start yeah. reading that. Yeah. And, and it's cool because it's basically this guy telling the story of his, of his past, of his, of the history of his family. And um, he said that in writing it, because I think the author is from down there by San Diego, Chula Vista, or is there a place, something yes, like that, right? there is. And um, so he decided he wanted to write the history of his family. So he went and interviewed all the people that were living that told them his story about his dad when he was little, and then stories about his mom when he was little. And um, he found himself in the crux as he was writing it, because he says... He wasn't used to people saying things like, as they were telling the stories, they were intermingled God with everyday life to the point where as he was writing it, he's like, this sounds dumb. Like, you know, um, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say verbatim because it's been a while since I read it, but I'm going to make things up in the style of what he was saying. He was like, he'd be talking to his aunt, his great aunt, whatever. And she'd be like, oh yeah, you know, that morning, you know, God was singing that morning. And, um, and then I noticed that it was a beautiful day and, and, um, it's like these hummingbirds came and I knew that they were praying by the way they sounded like, like things like that. Yeah, so he's like, yeah. I'm not going to write this. And, and he, as an author, he had to realize this was life. Like they would wake up and literally thank God because the sun came up. God was in everything. God was in everything. Yeah. You know, and, and it's actually beautiful because I remember the first time I read it, like like that book enraptured me. Yeah. It, it is to this day one of my favorite books, uh, obviously, other than the Bible. Um, it's, it's, it's in my top five, maybe even my top three, um, that book, Reign of Gold. And, and that was the first time. Um, I was in the middle of of, of um, my rap career, gangbanging and all that, and I went to this radio station. I was just telling you about that, remember? Mm -hmm. I went to this radio station in Berkeley, and um, these guys were, the, 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 the show was very uh, much about culture and uh, um, the betterment of our people and things like that. And here I am as a gangbanger rapper because... Some of my music was toward the direction of what the things they were talking about. But then other songs would be destructive. And I remember one of the DJs um, kind of sent me to the side and he, after the interview and he goes, David, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah. He goes, and we had this long conversation, basically how he came at me very respectfully 
but at the same time kind of rebuking me about the style of music I was doing. And um, I think I, I noticed he was treading very lightly with me. Uh, and he says, you know what, David, he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to read this book. Do you like to read? I was like, man, I love reading. And he goes, well, it's a thick book. I said, good. I love reading. He goes, promise me you'll get this book, Reign of Gold. And I, was the, and, and I actually literally went and bought it like within that week and read it. And, and it was crazy because as a non-Christian, he wasn't a Christian, wasn't a Christian show, a uh, radio show. It was just a regular radio show um, in Berkeley. But yet, I almost want to say that that book almost led me closer to God. Yeah. Because I got saved years later. But it's weird because I remember when I was incarcerated, I asked my family to please send me that book in prison because I wanted to reread it. And sure enough, like God was intertwined within the whole story. And I almost, I almost think in a way, that's why I think I actually preached the way I preach. You know, it's crazy because you make me want to go and finish reading it now because I mm. got to the middle of it. Because well, I never really, I never really seen it that mm -hmm. way. Because even we, we being so our walk and being so close to the Lord and everything, it's like if if your foundation is is seeking God and everything, we should be seeing God in everything. Yeah, you know, like in mm -hmm. everything that we do, we wake up. Yeah, we see God. In, in the first step that we take in, in the morning. Um, if we get into our car, we see God in the things that we do throughout the day mm -hmm. and in every, in every moment, you know, it's, it should be like that every day. Exactly. You know, and so, and I've never, actually, I never articulated that to even my wife until now. Like I kind of, like she knows the style I preach and sometimes how I get sermons and whatnot. I'll, I'll watch Star Wars and get sermons out of yeah. it. I'll watch National Geographic and get sermons out of it. And and I don't feel at all guilty about it because God created those things. And somebody's like, well, he didn't create Star Wars. No, but he created creativity in people. Every, if you really think about it, almost every movie plot is really the gospel in it. It's about somebody, that a people that need a savior Right, and then here comes the good guy. If it's a cowboy movie, it's the guy with a white hat. If if it's Star Wars, it's Luke Skywalker in white. It's you know what I mean. So the gospel is in practically every story. Yeah. If not, then it's biblical stories that are within almost every single movie. Like mm -hmm. really think about it. So, um, I learned to see the gospel in everything, and and so in reading that book before I went to prison, and then reading it again in prison. Actually, while I was um, in the hole, you know, that was one of my programs was reading that book because it was like this thick. So I'm like, send me that book, you know. So um, all the way to the point of, of being in the prison when I went to Terminal Island and, and I did this whole sermon. I'm not going to re-say the whole sermon right now, but I remember watching the sprinkler in the prison yard and, and boom, this I was whole, thinking about that one today. This whole thing popped in my head and I literally wrote a sermon and I preached it in the yard there. And then I kind of repackaged it and I've preached it out here. You know, so uh, there's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, show me and, and give me give me the eyes to see through, through your eyes, Lord. Amen. You know, and a lot of times you will notice that God's fingerprint is on everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? And um, we, we either are going to be carnally minded or Christ minded. And when you're Christ minded, you will see Christ in everything. You know, I mean, even even everything, man, even to the animals, you know, uh, birds and, and just aquarium. Like I have an aquarium, just everything. And, and it's actually to me, it's a gift. It's a beautiful thing to be able to almost like, God, let me see things through your eyes. And, and he will speak to you and, and you'll get things out of it. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I didn't even show you one of the letters that came in from the prison ministry today. And he's actually talking to you about your fish. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, I got to show it to you. Yeah. But um, you sharing about your fish, he starts asking how your fish are doing and how the importance of you taking care of your fish. He like, he gravitated towards your fish and he, yeah. he's asking about your fish and how the importance of taking care of your fish tank and everything. <laughs> Like he, he really is, um, I'm gonna check it out. yeah, he's really focused about your fish and because of your sermons and how you talk about taking care of the fish tank, mm. um, and cleaning out the filter and all of that. Oh yeah. That sermon. Yes. Because of your sermons and how you talk about mm. the filters and everything. Um, he, he just really gravitated about you taking care about those filters and how the importance is of it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to show it to you. You know, it, it's kind of like funny because. Those of you that do know, I, I like to, my hobby, you know, my aquarium, I have a 65-gallon aquarium. and um, It's more than a hobby, guys. <laughs> like, seriously, I go through his phone, and he has more pictures of his fish than he has of me. Literally. So, <laughs> um, when I was a kid, my parents bought me a five-gallon aquarium because my cousin Gloria had an aquarium. Mm -hmm. And every time I'd, we would visit Gloria and my tia Ines, I would just literally sit there for I would just stare at these fish. I don't know why. I don't know why. It just did something to me. It brought you peace. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, because you do that now. Yeah. You sit there and it just I sometimes just catch you and you're just in front of it and you're just staring at it. And then my dad, my dad's a farmer and he was one time working on this ranch. And there was this old 50-gallon aquarium all scratched up. And somebody's like, literally, it, it, out here in the country, there's homes like ranches. You know, just full of cobwebs and dirt. And and he, know, he knew I liked aquariums. And my dad couldn't, he wasn't going to buy me a 50-gallon aquarium. What's cool about it is it was fiberglass. And those of you that know anything about fiberglass, it's not glass. Um, it can be buffed out. And because my brother was an auto body man mm -hmm. he literally buffed that thing i made it look brand new so i had a 50 gallon so i've had aquariums all my life it was to the point guys i'll be honest with you i missed having an aquarium in prison so you know what i did um i literally painted uh because you know canvas are kind of the shape of an aquarium and i still have it i, I don't because remember leah had it for a long time did she leave it here yeah it's in there I painted an aquarium with rocks and fish and plants and everything, and I put it up next to my bunk so it was like my pretend aquarium because I missed fish so bad. Oh, babe. You know, and then um, I painted an angelfish. I painted uh, a clown loach, which I have right now above my aquarium. Is that why you did that? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, guys, I'm going to be honest with you because we're friends, right? Um, you make me cry. Why? <laughs> because I didn't know that. 
Look, the cat's looking at you like you're crazy. Look at that. So, um, guys, when I went to prison camp, it's just us, so I can share this with you guys. Things would get smuggled in. Usually bad stuff. I had nothing to do with that stuff. <laughs> but I remember the guy that would actually smuggle stuff in, I actually had a conversation with him on sneaking me in a goldfish. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> I am not lying. I, I'm i sorry. I confess it before oh God. Oh, my God. You are so I said, because here's silly. the thing, right? At the camp, his job, he drove a truck to town. Like, he would get supplies they needed. Oh. He, he was the guy yeah, that would leave. I telling them this. Hey, man. I didn't do it, though. But I contemplated it. You know why? Because I'm not perfect. I'm human. And I'm like, dude, do you ever go by a pet store? And he goes, I'm, because when we were in that water, he goes, yeah, I go to Marcel all the time. Why? I was like, well, you know those little feeder goldfish? Like the little cheap ones they give away at the circus or the carnivals? He goes, yeah. I said, they're like 35 cents, dude. You think you can bring me one? And I was going to keep it in a jar. But anyways, I'm Jeff like. Jeff kept it in your toilet? No. Oh. I mean, it was dorm living. Oh. <laughs> Not toilet. Anyways, long story that. short, I didn't get the goldfish. I, I entertained the thought. And, and then I thought, you know what? If these guards ever come and shake this place down, they will kill my fish on purpose. They will like probably spill it and let me watch it flop around. And I didn't want to do that to this uh, little feeder 35 cent goldfish. So anyways, I didn't do it. Uh, but we've talked way too long about aquariums right now, so I apologize. Um, but anyways, the point, guys, is God is everywhere, and God will speak to you all the time. You think the cat's sitting there listening because you're talking about fish? No, she comes because we do a devotional every time. Look, look, she looks like she's praying. You know, I'm actually going to take a picture of her so you can show everybody what this cat does every time for you guys that are new we actually have a cat and she's a little fat cat and this is what she does she sits there and she watches us every single time so i thought you were gonna show them oh well you just said you why'd you take a picture for i'm gonna show them on here okay yeah so that pretty much wraps today up, guys, after she shows you this picture. She's um, a little fatty. You know, honestly, um, Sundays are a little hectic for us. Oh. Look at her, guys. Can you guys see? They can see her. Yeah, she's a little fatty. She just sits there and she watches us. Every time. Every single time. And she just like, she just watches us. She's listening attentively. So, you know, um, Sundays are very hectic. And we didn't want to not do a video. But honestly, um, it was a busy day for a good reason. Today yeah. was my daughter's birthday. She turned 18. And your son. And tomorrow, which is today, you guys watch, is my son's birthday. Actually, you know what? It's his birthday literally in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's 11.45, guys. Yeah. So, um, you know, we spent time with them. when. We she, of course, I said, do you want to go eat? She goes, wings? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, they had some 
what uh what do they call it patio seating in that restaurant because they yeah. can't sit inside yeah and um we got to just sit there and joke around you know and and had a great time yeah also you know also just a lot of you know we had a meeting we had a good meeting with our mm. with our assistant pastors yeah um, we had a good long meeting with them uh gosh and then we had to run to our uh, granddaughter's uh, drive-through parade. They mm -hmm. had a birthday parade for her. So immediately after church, um, we had Rushed the book. The... We had the book sale for the missions for yes, Pastor, Thomas. Pastor Thomas. We so... got a whole box, and and praise God because all of the proceeds are going to go to Nigeria with Pastor Thomas. I, I messaged him. Oh yeah. Because we were able to sell as of yet twenty-one books yeah. for twenty dollars each. That's four hundred and twenty dollars. And you know what that, how much that is in Nigeria? Yeah, that's a lot, guys. You know, Pastor Thomas is somebody we're very, very, very close to and dear to us. He comes every year. He couldn't come this last year because of COVID. But um, I messaged him. I was like, Pastor, we sold 21 books. I said, I'm sending that right over. And he's like, praise God. Yeah, I bet he was you know? happy. And I said, so I got 19 more because I had a box of 40, you know. So, um, but yeah, we did, we we did that, and then we rushed over. Well, we had to rush and decorate our car. Yeah, we rushed over. We we pulled over. We decorated our car with some little Dollar Tree stuff, you know, and and decorated his parents' car with some Dollar Tree stuff. And then we got into a little caravan. We honk, honk, honked, and gave her her little gifts. Gave the baby a present. Gave her her, yeah, gave her her two little gifts. And then we... Rushed back to Modesto. Rushed back all the way to Modesto, um, had our meeting and um, we actually you set up the we you set up a, a printer we finished printing some prison ministry stuff oh man Whew. yeah we finished doing that and then from there we ended up going to um, meet uh, with the kids and then on our way back we did um, guys we need you guys to please uh Pray for the Cobian family, you know, Ricardo and Grace Cobian from Merced. Um, they're a, a family that we love dearly from our church. You know, Ricardo, you guys see him on here all the time. He's one of our families from House of Rest. It's Cobian something, right? Uh, yeah, well, he's remember. under, it says Cobian, the Cobian. I know, but I thought it said something else too. Um, so just pray for them. You guys probably do see them on there. Um Man, you know, both of them um, have COVID. But he's and, in the hospital. But he was rushed to the hospital, guys, mm -hmm. and um, having trouble breathing, uh, very bad pneumonia. And uh, and she's home alone, guys, and, and, and battling this as well. And, you know, I was FaceTiming her because I just wanted to make sure that I was able to see her. And David has been in touch with Ricardo as much as he can, at least with a little bit of texting that he can. And we just had to pray with them. And guys, I need you guys to please keep this family in prayer. Continue to keep them in prayer. Continue to pray for all the families that continue to uh, to go through this COVID and that um, that the Lord just strengthen them and that, you know, healing take place in, in people's lives. Um, continue mm -hmm. to pray for leadership in ministry. Um, during during hard times, you know, because there's a lot of people that go through a lot of things, um, even even things that we don't even know about at times. Mm -hmm. So I just ask that you guys pray for people that are in ministry as well, because you know the enemy's out there lurking, and and just for anybody that is going through anything. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so all right, guys. That's it, guys. Yeah. We got here late and we're doing this late, but I think it's time for us to rest a little bit and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Our prayer is that somehow, some way, you've got something out of this and something that'll keep you thinking, make you think about Amen. something all day long, and, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. We love you guys. Have a blessed day. Enjoy your coffee. Enjoy your morning and uh, tell somebody you love them. Amen. Call somebody. Call somebody. Enjoy some coffee with them. Enjoy a little talk and tell them you love them and to have a blessed day. All right. See you later. Bye.